0: Welcome. strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms.
1: Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with
2: Jeff Rappaport.
1: Today, guys, we are continuing in our series of uh, questions from Jeff's apprentices. They've asked phenomenal questions thus far. um, And by us going through and answering these questions for them, we're really answering these questions for our audience out there, for you guys, right? Because I'm sure you have the same questions and um, you know, by by us answering these questions, we're really giving you uh, a, a macro perspective on creative financing. So uh, let's dive right into it. Anthony, I think you said you had a question, a good one. It better be good if you're asking it here, so. <laughs>
3: Well, I, I I did, yeah. Well, okay, I picked it up maybe. Uh, But firstly, just uh, thanks, guys, for this whole series, and um, and uh, very much appreciate you guys. Just want to say that, and uh, you know, the ripples uh, into the community and the world are just awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you. uh, So the question um, is. yeah, uh, you've very kindly helped me understand how I can keep my sellers safe, how I can keep um, both myself and my sellers safe. And now I just wanted to, how can, um, how can we best set up um, our buyers, tenant buyers, uh, owner occupants? How can we best set them up for success? Um, also, um, what are the practices that uh, are you know best avoided as well?
1: Um, okay, so best setting up our uh, tenant buyers or owner occupants up for success. Um, one of the best things you can do if you're uh, selling the property to them on terms or wholesaling it to them on terms and there's a you know three or five year balloon, uh, they need to be aware of that. But you hook them up with a lender, hook them up with, uh, you know, find a find a good mortgage lender uh, in your area or wherever you're working. And uh, hook them up with that lender because that lender will um, give them uh, great uh, strategies they can use to build their credit. If if indeed it is a credit issue for them to get a loan on that property, uh, because any owner occupant who puts down you know a 10% down payment, they're going to want to buy the property at the end of that term, right? So uh, it, it's just a matter of how do they get their credit there. Or Maybe they need to make a little more income and they need to find a better job or something. I don't know, but... So that's kind of a case by case basis, but to uh, set your uh, owner occupants up for success, uh, you could find a credit repair program. If credit's the challenge, you can uh, get them talking to a lender early on um, because a lender is gonna say, yeah, you're gonna meet this requirement, this requirement and this requirement. And often lenders have good credit repair services uh, that they recommend and they work with for other clients. Uh, what would you add to that? Jeff,
2: So your suggestions are great. And they're more when you've already accepted them, what you're doing to help them make sure that they can follow through. Uh, I would talk about doing some things before I accept them. And that is, I'm going to pull their credit. I'm going to do a background check, uh, and i'm going to understand what is going on with their credit because there's lots of people i would take based on poor credit if it's more of an isolated incident rather than a chronic issue and so i want to understand the story and then to be legally compliant now uh, to deal with the dodd frank and the safe act you should absolutely incorporate a residential loan mortgage originator. Yeah, underwriter. Uh, And uh, what they will do more than anything is they will have the, the buyer fill out a loan application, just like they would if you were getting a bank loan, and they will underwrite it. And when I say that, they will look at proven income and based on what their payment is going to be at this property, make sure that they can afford to buy this property. That will cover you, um, maintain your compliance, and it will put them, you know, th- there are certain ratios that they're going to look at that um, as long as they fall within, they believe that, that you know, they can afford to, to live in this property. If they start falling outside of those ratios, they probably cannot. And um, and you wanna set them up for success. Uh, so going that route would be a very smart idea.
1: Yeah, that's a great suggestion. And we did a whole episode um, on using a, an underwriter, uh, you know, a mortgage originator. And that that alt, if you do that, then they're set up for success because you've qualified them just as a bank would. Um, they they've met the affordability requirement, maybe not the credit yet because uh, that might be the that's usually the challenge. Um, but that's that's probably the best thing
2: you can do to set them up for success. Yep. All right, okay. Christy, Thanks. do you have a question? And if you don't, it is okay
4: yes, I just thought of one. Uh, what type of offers that you've written in the past tend to get accepted more off, often by sellers? And why do you think they choose that one over others?
2: Hmm. That's a question um, for you, Jeff. That's super easy, too. Um, the the offer that I get accepted the most is when I use my hybrid interest rate, normally two and a half percent. It's typically the highest price or close to it that I'm offering. And it has the shortest term. It's usually between three to five years. And uh, the reason I think that it gets accepted is that a lot of these leads weren't pre-screened as well as they could have been. And what the, the seller is attracted to is the higher price, in the shorter shorter term, term. yeah.
1: Every time.
2: Yep. Um, Nicole, do you have any other questions?
5: Um, This question isn't uh, necessarily from me. It's actually from a family member who I told I was going to be on this podcast today. Um, So he asked, uh, Can you treat owner financing? um, And as like a traditional loan and have all the tax benefits?
2: you want to answer that jonathan
1: yeah so as an owner yeah if if you buy a property on creative financing and they the the seller has extended a loan to you basically and you've transferred title you're the owner you have tax benefits when you're the owner so you can depreciate the property you can write off interest um and you know if if you make any capital improvements to the property uh you can you can write those off when you go to sell it um so yeah and if if you're um a seller unless you transfer title you still have uh you you still have the tax benefits so if you're doing a lease option right you're still the owner that's a a creative financing strategy you're still the owner so you still get you know the tax benefits if you're doing a contract for deed you're technically still the owner because your name's on title and you have the tax benefits is that right jeff on contract for deed you're yep yeah so the the seller is still the owner so um no no
2: no no i'm sorry the buyer is the one that's getting all the tax benefits, even with contract for deed.
1: Okay. So, yep. yeah, I, I was confused on that then.
2: Yeah. The the only one that's not getting the tax benefits, a lease option.
1: Yeah. So does that answer your question? Yep. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Okay. We got any more questions out there?
2: Yeah, I've got. Uh, so this, this was brought up. Um, uh, with one of our apprentices, and he couldn't be on this morning. And I've heard this question before. And I, I just, I, I want to put it out there, because it, you, you got to be clear about this. So um, there's no question that subject to has become super popular strategy over the last year or so. And, um, and it's a great strategy to use, but you really have to understand what it means. And um, so let, let's do a super quick summary. When you are buying a property subject to, so if I'm buying your house, Jonathan, subject to what does that mean that you are you are doing?
1: Means I'm giving you the property without any kind of recourse. So there's nothing recording recorded on title to protect me, and I'm giving it to you, subject to
2: uh, the existing... I, I, I'm deeding, you are deeding me the property. Yep, right? I'm just I, handing it over. Yep, That that is correct. And so this question was um, that he was interested in potentially doing a subject to on his own property. And you would never do that. That, that would never happen. And no. the reason for it is that um there's no protection for th- you that's own. right uh, <laughs> you know uh no you're recourse, never going no remedy to, exactly and uh you know to, could you owner finance your own property of course um and that's probably what he meant but he was saying subject two because i think subject two has become almost like the substitute for owner finance but they are not the same thing and, Correct. Yeah. Uh, that's And I know that there's ways that you can potentially try to make subject to have some recourse. And we've covered that many times. Um, actually, not that long ago, uh, when we did that long series of going through each strategy. Um, and I told my story about the performance deed um and how you know how that almost got me into a lot of trouble um that is not what you want to do uh you know subject two is great if you are going to buy it and you are going to remain in it uh if you are going to wholesale it or you are going to um you would never do it on your own property ever
1: yeah and you know, owner financing or creative financing or seller financing is just a big umbrella term where you know all these different strategies fall under, right? So if you think of it as like an under- umbrella term, like, oh, can I can I seller finance my property? Well, yeah, you can, and you can do that via subject too, but you 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 have no protection there. So you know that, but they you can also sell it via, you know, an all-inclusive trust deed or a fir- first position trust deed or second position trust deed, right? So it's, it's, that's where it gets confusing is because owner financing or subject, uh, people starting to use subject two as the umbrella term for owner financing. So you're right. And, um, there, there, we talk about, we've talked about it a lot on the shows, <clears throat> the, the do's and don'ts of subject twos.
2: Yep. Yep. And I know people have differing opinions on it. Um, I can tell you, I've got, I, I started out in subject twos 21 years ago, and uh, I've done my fair share of them. And I, I just did one, not you know, within the last five six weeks. Uh, and I still like them, but you better understand what it means and. Uh, otherwise, you are going to end up in, and the the problem with real estate is sometimes you make a mistake, but you don't know you've made a mistake for years. And <laughs> and funny. then when you think everything is fine, it pops up. And there are very easy ways to uh, make a switch from subject two to another strategy. Um, and it, it really is very easy and it's well worth your time it doesn't cost any more uh, and it protects everyone uh, as opposed to not protecting people so yeah
1: and that's called a, a mirror wrap or all that's right trust deed where you're wrapping the existing terms of the loan um, but you know there's a new uh mortgage or uh all-inclusive trust deed yep so yep yeah, yeah never he, never wholesale subject tos uh, because, you know, if you do and someone defaults and maybe it was on, you know, for some elderly person or uh, someone who looks vulnerable uh, in the eyes of a jury, then, you know, you're going to look like the devil in that case.
2: Well, and even, you know, I've heard people talk about that um, it's okay to wholesale uh, subject to as long as you are... You acknowledge that the seller and the buyer have met and they understand everything. It's like, yeah, that's a good start. It is. But I'm just telling you based on experience that sellers have short term memories and uh, they're all in favor when you're solving a problem now. But years later, when they don't have that problem anymore, uh, or they have a new problem, that uh, they don't care. And uh, so that's the part that, uh, hey, uh, I'm going to find a better way of doing this so that uh, three years, five years, 10 years down the road, I don't have these issues um, because many people will. So uh, pretty simple in my opinion, but um, that is just my opinion. All right, Anthony, any last questions?
3: yeah i got a, a quick question um yeah about um uh, agents and uh the benefits uh uh for them of of working with us I, i'd like for i'd like you know uh, it'd be great to to hear to hear what they are both uh, on the residential side and also on the commercial side
1: well, if we're buying the property on terms typically we can offer a higher purchase price so a higher purchase price means a higher commission for the agent um, now it is tricky working with agents because you got to be able to pay their commission up front with the down payment and oftentimes you got to leave some money left over for the seller but uh, it becomes a solution for an agent and their client when it's a hard to sell property. Um, and you can you can buy it on terms, you can make it work on terms, but they got to hold financing. You can make those scenarios work, but the, you, you got to keep in mind, the agent always has to get paid and they want to be paid upfront. Um, and that typically has to come out of the down payment. So, you know, you can't offer a seller 20,000 down, um, and then offer to pay a commission on top of that if it's if it if the numbers don't work right uh, what would you add to that jeff
2: you know the, the, the good points that you brought up and uh i don't mind doing owner finance with agents but there are some challenges and uh when you're doing residential i i don't want to do really low price because I, there's no money to put down. there's uh, not enough money to put down to even get commissions paid right if I'm buying a hundred thousand dollar home, uh, with owner finance, uh, you know, more than likely i don't want to put down more than three four five thousand dollars and uh, if uh, commission is at least three thousand and maybe five or six, Seller's not getting any money. Realtors getting all the money. Uh, there may not even be money left for closing costs as the prices go up. I'm more open to trying to structure terms. So if we're dealing with a $400,000 home, maybe now we're dealing with a $20,000 down payment, a $23,000 down payment and you know uh, maybe commission is 12. But there's still some money left for the the seller and Mm -hmm. uh so that's one thing on the residential side uh that i'd like to look at is i don't want to deal in the really lower price range stuff um i if i'm going to deal with it uh, i'd rather deal within you know at least median home price or higher and uh in some cases much higher uh you know maybe a million dollars maybe a million and a half dollars because if you can find a a good motivated seller you you might be able to get in with very little money and um, control an asset worth a lot of money um the the negatives are one that realtors don't always understand it and the first thing that goes through their mind is how do i get paid and Uh, so it is your job to semi educate them on why it would be worthwhile to present an offer like this. And you really need them on your side or else it's just not going to get accepted. Right. Having to deal with, you know, the, the, the gatekeeper, so to speak. Yeah. uh, That makes things a little more difficult yeah on commercial um you know you still run into some of the same problems i uh realtors claim that they know what it's all about and that they're open to it but a lot of times they really don't yeah and probably the vast majority of them don't uh on the residential side certainly there's a good portion of them that don't understand it and uh but the goal is is to let them know look we're buyers and if we can structure this in one way or another that'll make sense for your seller uh still makes sense for us we'll buy uh you know you'll get this done so uh, again properties that have maybe sat on the market for a little while um or hey that they're you know we just made an offer on some storage units that they're asking too much Uh, it's just Plain and simple. And sometimes they're just asking way too much. It just doesn't make any sense. But in this case, they were asking too much. It's been on the market a bit. Um, we made some offers and uh you know we were able to structure it in a way that you know they're price conscious. You know, they they think that their property is worth this much, and so the closer you can get to their price, the more they might be open to terms, and uh so. That, that does give you an advantage and I, so i would tell you i loved using it commercial-wise and there are times where i like using it residential but there are going to be challenges
1: yeah and i i just want to add one last thing if if you're working with an agent uh, it's best to bring in their client on the conversation. So if the agent is asking, well, how does this work? I say, well, that's a great question. I would love to bring your client in on this call and we can uh, we can explain it. Um, and uh, we can you know answer any questions your client has and um, we can answer any objections they have as well. So always include the client in on that conversation because you're going to be, way more equipped to explain how it works versus an agent. You don't want, you don't want that. You don't want the language barriers of, to be, uh, you know, to, to mess the deal up, right. To derail the deal. So just best to include the
2: client in on that conversation whenever you can. All right. So any last questions, Anthony, Nicole, uh, Christy, anything? Left. I
3: think you you got you 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 got the the big portion of them. I really appreciate those great answers. Very so you guys very. You're
2: all experts now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, well, uh, hopefully this Q and A has been helpful not only to our guests but to all of our listeners. Because uh, I I know that these questions come up, right? Uh, uh, You know, I'm surprised that we didn't hear anything about how do you deal with insurance and, uh, you know, what happens on a wrap when taxes are included in the underlying payments and stuff like that. But um, I guess that's now questions that you should now post in our Facebook group. Um, So we can help answer those for you as you encounter them. So, uh, I think that leads us into you, Jonathan, why don't we wrap this up and you can tell everyone a little bit about the Facebook group.
1: Hey, so yeah. Thanks guys for being our guest. And, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and I'm sure this is definitely helpful. It's kind of nice to do these Q and A's, uh, because you know we these are the questions you guys have. So what's you know what's more valuable than answering that? So thanks guys uh, for being on and uh, please uh, uh, join our Facebook group if you haven't already. Because uh, like Jeff said, you can pose those questions there. Uh, kind of the the micro questions, the detailed questions, right? Um, so do that. The Creative Financing Podcast. Um, you can join uh, the apprenticeship program that Jeff offers. By the way, I want to get uh, your guys' feedback on that um, right now. What What do you guys think of the program um, and how has it helped you? How, how has it benefited you and, and uh, learning and understanding real estate investing?
4: This is Christy. I first met Jeff back in 2018 and... The apprentice program has been absolutely life-changing and I can't thank Jeff and Jonathan for all the work that they've been putting in this podcast. I listen to it as often as I can and I encourage anyone out there who is looking at getting educated, you're in the right place, don't hesitate, get trained by the best and these two are the best out there and I absolutely appreciate everything that you guys have taught us and look forward to learning
2: more. So thank you very much. Thanks, Christy.
3: Uh If I can say, yeah, I've been in the program for, well, since, <sighs> since uh, January, I think, February. Well, I uh, actually wrote, I uh, hope <laughs> Jeff doesn't mind me saying, I wrote 50, <laughs> 50 reasons why I thought the uh, program was a good idea. And I I emailed those. So maybe we could put those on the website because uh, um, I'm really stand behind every single one of those. Uh, And the number one on top of the list is about taking action. Um, And uh, that is what uh, Jeff has created, a program that we just go through the process. And um, we learn along the way, uh, which is something that uh, I haven't come across before. I haven't come across this structure in this exact format and um it's been uh, it's been incredible so i just thank uh, jeff for creating it and for jonathan for making these ripples happen and uh, appreciate you guys so much
1: okay what's the Definitely. other 49 reasons
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is serious when he came up with 50 reasons uh, so. hey that's awesome that's, that's really cool.
3: check him out on the website i, I uh, yeah there you go cool
5: Listen, uh, Nicole, um, so I joined the apprenticeship program, I think it's April or May, but prior to that, um, I had paid a good chunk of money uh, to another, you know, mentorship program that, you know, I didn't get even half the value that I've gotten so far. I mean, even in the first month, I was like, uh, you know, kind of blown away with what I was missing. Um, so it's definitely worth it all of the apprentices um, are smart people. We have our own private group that you know we help each other. And Jeff and Rebecca will chime in if we have, you know, the rest of us don't have the you know answer. Um, but it's definitely given me confidence on the phone. Um I, you know, part of it is, you know, calling for sale by owners, um, which no one likes to do, but we do it. Um, so that's been a big help and just you know learning financing. And Jeff has like the best PowerPoints that he goes through every other week with us. And it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun.
2: Thanks, Nicole. You know, I I appreciate that from all of you, I really do. Uh, And, you know, if I if I wanted to add just one thing to that would be that, you know, our apprentice program is I I can teach all of you how to wholesale probably in a day. And Um, and some of you might be able to do it, um, pretty quickly, uh, in a month, in a few weeks, in a couple of months, uh, the, but what we decided that we wanted this program to be about is not only learn how to do that, but learn one, you know, wholesaling is, um, it's a grind, uh, it, it, it's never ending, right. You can have a great month, but it's about what you do this month. And uh, it's about running a business. And uh, it's hiring people and delegating and uh, Mm -hmm. standard operating procedures and marketing and, uh, you know, looking at your KPIs. And uh, there's a lot of moving parts. And uh, I want to see all of you not just be successful making a deal here and there and making some money, but being able to create a business if that's what you want and have that longevity. Uh, That's really what the goal of the apprentice program is, is to give you something that you can use long term.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wholesaling is a sales and marketing business, and there's a lot that goes into it and you got to consistently be marketing out
2: there. So it's tough. It is not an easy business, but no, uh,
1: no, and everyone thinks that, oh, it's easier to wholesale um, to get in on that side. I would say if you got uh, you know if you got the the resources, it's easier to buy from wholesalers and fix up properties and resell them. <laughs> but that's another skill set.
2: <laughs> it's true. and there is certainly some something to be said about whether you own these properties, whether you buy and hold them or you, uh, uh, you're, you're using terms, you know, staying in the middle, becoming the bank, uh, note holder, uh, which is something that we're looking at doing more of, uh, moving a little more away from the wholesaling and a little more toward the passive income.
1: Yeah. Cool. If you guys are interested in jeff's apprenticeship program which we just heard great great things from from the the people who are uh, actively apprentices in there um please email rebecca that's r-e-b-e-c-c-a at weofferoptions.com and she'll get you the needed information about that and then lastly, if you guys are interested in the Creative Financing Academy, so if you just want to learn, um, you know, creative financing to implement in your business, uh, this this is the best way to do it. You know, it's a video-based course where um, you can sit down essentially with Jeff uh, right beside him, you know, being a fly on the wall as to what he's doing and how he's doing it and why, why he's making the offers he's making. He goes through his CRM and he you know, takes these deals and structures offers on them. Uh, and he, he explains why and what he does and his exit strategies for that. So, uh, it, it's, it'll fast track your learning. Uh, if, if, if this is what you want to do and implement in your business. So if you're interested in that, just email Jeff, that's J E F F at we offer options with an S.com. And, uh, if nothing else, you can get the explainer video, or not an not explainer video, but the, a video uh, uh, that he'll send you that kind of gives you a taste of what it's like, and uh, if you love that, then you'll love the Academy, so contact Jeff. Any last words, Jeff, from you?
2: Oh, yeah, I've got some last words today, so, uh, you know, Jonathan, it's, it's been uh it's been three and a half plus years that we started this podcast. And um, this is your last episode. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know this, this is my last episode. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan is adding to his family. And I'm going to focus more on um, his buy and hold uh, business. And, but I, I cannot say enough of what I mean, th- this would have never happened without you. This was your, this was your idea. This was you pushing me to do this, um, instead of meeting you at the, uh, at Einstein's, you know, every few weeks <laughs> um, yeah. that, uh, and, you know, we we've, we've recorded at a clubhouse in person and till we figured out we didn't need to do that anymore. And, uh, Uh, what we've been, I think this will be the, at least the 197th episode, um, have over 200,000 downloads. Uh, I, I can't say enough about what it's been to work with you. And, um, I so appreciate all the time that you gave up all the stuff you do behind the scenes, uh everything that you've done to to really make this what I believe to be a quality podcast. I mean, uh, we we may not have a a ridiculous amount of followers and because neither of us are really social media experts. But um, the people that we get responses from, it has been overly uh, positive, um, uh, influential in their life. And Uh, And I I thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart, everything that you've done for this.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. It's been a wonderful journey for me. Uh, It's fun to be a content creator, um, especially over the last three and a half years. And the best part for me is just, you know, getting on the phone with you, Jeff. We're we're friends. We, you know, we talk about life. So it's not just real estate. Uh, We talk about what's going on and yeah, as you know, I'm adding to my little family. We got another little one on the way, so I already got a toddler, and life's about to get really uh, a lot busier for me. So, but uh, you know, I I do want to um, not focus on being a content creator anymore, and focus more on uh, my own business and just building my rental portfolio for passive income. And you know, I uh, you know, I'm at the point now where uh, my my passive income. Um, replaces my 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 active my my job right my my active income so uh, I got lots of opportunities in front of me and um it's been a journey to get there and I've worked very hard but uh you know I'm I'm just very optimistic I'm blessed in my life um to to be able to do that to have mentors like you Jeff you've been a a huge part of that uh you know and I'm going to continue to rely on you in the future uh for sure so uh this won't be the last you hear of me but uh yeah to our listeners thank you so much for for your ear for your attention um i know that there's so many options out there for you guys and uh, i'm just glad that you chose to uh, stick it out with us all this time especially those who uh, started at the beginning um you know, I haven't really went back and listened to the beginning episodes and see how they sound. But it, it's going to be so interesting doing that, right? Yeah. Especially like in five years or something. Yeah. Um, because once it's out there, it's out there. So now it's been it's been great for me. It's been a, a journey. I always wanted to do a podcast. Um, I thought it would be a, a fun and creative project and. Uh, I've done everything I can, you know, on my end to, to make it a professional one, you know, one of quality, like you said. So, so I, I appreciate that. Um, And I will be continuing to help behind the scenes with, uh, with making the podcast, but Jeff's going to uh, be recording without me from here on out, but I will still be behind the scenes making it happen.
2: Well, and my goal is, is that I want to have you back on as a guest um hearing about how you're using some creative financing strategies to acquire some of your buy and hold properties yes Uh, so but we will have at least one other um uh guest you know that will work with me probably two and you just met one of them that's nicole she'll be uh one of the two people helping me with the podcast going forward and then Cody, who you will meet soon, but he just had a baby like two days ago. So, um, we will continue on where we may have a little different format. We may, uh, try some different things, but, uh, you know, Jonathan's all, you know, uh, it's all because of you that, that this is even still a possibility. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much for everything. And, uh, you know, I'm going to miss hearing at the end of every episode. <laughs> what?
1: I'll go out there and create some terms. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys, see you.